and we are live. And we are live. Where are my headphones? Right there. Where are my bud? headphones? All right, bud. All right, bud. Okay, so this is episode 40 of Life As We Know It podcast, and what am I going to talk about this time? You're echoing. I am echoing, but not too crazy-like. No, no, you sound like a fucking robot. Dude, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This is the second time Third that we tried doing charm, this. Bro. Huh? No, it's like you're saying... And then it echoes like with a different tone in the background. I hear it. I hear you're you're echoing too. Don't change the video yet, guys. I swear I got some content. Anyways, no, <laughs> we change it, bro. We can't we can't do a whole episode like this. Is it that bad? Yeah, for what, you. I, what is it? What's what's happening? What is happening? I wanted I wanted to, I wanted to record it so you could hear what I'm hearing. I hear it. Alright, we're fucking live. We're fucking live. Yes, we cuss. I know, guys. I apologize. That's but a great way to start that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is episode 40 of Life As We Know a Podcast. Take motherfucking three. Anyways, this is what I want to talk about. Are you listening? Yes, Are you listening? I'm listening. Are you listening? It's not me that has to listen. Everybody, I want to make sure you're listening Everybody too. else has to be listening. All I don't right, have cool. a choice. First it's just things like going first. through my ears into my head. Yeah, first things first, I'm hungover. I don't feel good. Second thing... I want to talk about is the circle, the right. circle of friendship, of, of family, of love, of companionship. Dude, you can't bring a mix of emotions like that. I'm giving you a mix of emotion. I want you to just envelop yourself in it. Okay. All right, go ahead, man. I'm listening. Okay. So circle, right? A couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about the circle and how when you have loved ones, it, it, it it's, it's good because like it will stop you from doing things that you, you sometimes want to do, but you know, it's not good for you, but you do it for the sake of your family. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm, there's friends. certain things I'm not going to do because I know my, it would make, it would dishonor my parents or things like that. Right. But like rob somebody. Yeah. And the reason why I brought that up um, is because I know we also said in that same podcast that people who say it's better not to get close with people because then that way you don't get hurt. I think there's truth to that. I want to change my opinion a little bit about it. I have a change of opinion of that also. I want to change my opinion a little bit. Ha, ha, ha. Interesting. Right? Interesting, bud. I like it. I can dig it. I can work with that. Uh, so, so, check it. All right. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, I should have thinking about it today and last night. I was just like. So, you've been thinking about it a lot. Got you. Not, 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 not like. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's just, there's people that I genuinely like, right? And I really enjoy their friendship. And, you know, there are people that I would like, like you, like I give my shirt, you know, off my back for you. What about your parents? Maybe not. Depending on if you, <laughs> if you, if you need it, if you need them. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that having a true friend or a spouse or, you know, a, a companion, like a true one takes, there's responsibility that goes along with it. Like we talk a lot about having responsibilities of like someone you love, someone you're in a relationship with, but we don't really talk about the responsibilities of just being a friend with people and bringing people into your circle because there is some mental exhaustion, exhaustion that comes with having friends when they're sad, you know, you got to be there for them. You got to help them through their advice. If they're having a fucking bad day or they go through a breakup, you got to be there to fucking help them, you know? Also, you get put in positions where you could fuck over your friend when your friend could fuck over you, you know? And I was just thinking, I was like, you know, maybe there is some fucking truth to having, you know, 
less friends means less heartache. But at the same time, you know, I guess there's a balance, right? I mean, of course there's a fucking balance. Um, <coughs> you like when I drink up my bindi straw? You, uh... I feel an opposite, man. I've been very closed off for a long time. And I've just been throwing myself out there and exposing myself a lot more than I usually do. And uh, I'm enjoying it. It's making me feel a lot more free. Mm. Um, because I lived a life for a long time very protective of myself. And I am protective of myself. Um, but I also realized that nobody can ever use anything against you if you're willing to accept it yourself. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is like lately I feel like I've been meeting more people and more people want to hang out and like I'm getting popular or something like that. In the, in it's the first time he's ever had friends, I guess. Yeah, so it's kind of like, but I can feel myself not wanting to get too close to some people. Well, you don't have to. I know. It's like I a know. tier. I look at like a pyramid, like a tiered pyramid, dude. Like you got your core group at the very top. Yeah. Then you got like your real ones underneath. And then, you know, you got your other friends at the, you know, the yeah. bottom. And then acquaintances, you know, of the friends of friends at the very bottom. Yeah. And I try to keep, I'm trying to keep a lot of them just around like just normal friends. You know what I mean? Well, it's tough about that. And I've been there before where, and I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I feel like I've definitely had rapport with people before where they've met me and whether they're, they're lonely or I don't know. They find we have, they, we have a good conversation and they find it fascinating and stuff like they, they're, they're interested. They're like, this is a good dude. This is genuine. And it's not a bad character trait to have. Yeah. But with that, you have to understand too, like, like the way that, that somebody may feel that way about you. Mm -hmm. You also feel that way about somebody else. I'm listening. I just want to make sure that this is actually live, so we're not wasting our time right now. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. You, know what I mean? you kind of threw me off for a loop. Well, when I got up. Yeah. Sorry, bud. No, it's all right. Um, because <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to have fun. I, 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 no, listen. This is the thing. Look, I'm just gonna just dig into the meat and potatoes of this. I understand, like you want to put your wall up to a certain extent because you don't want. To feel like you're 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 responsible, or you want to let down other people, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Because the closer you get to somebody, you know, the more that person trusts you, and the more you're, you're obligated. You're more you're obligated. So that's all right. You can have tons of friends, but I way I've always seen it. If I only wanted five or six like really good friends. Yeah. For example, like if I if I throw a party, like I feel like it's I'm obligated that I have to invite you. No matter what. Well, you know what I mean? You. Well, you don't want to? No, I'm just saying. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? And like some of the friends that like people I'm starting to meet, I feel like they want to like. No, they feel like. Well, they feel like they're entitled to something. And I think a lot of that comes from being a genuine fucking person, dude. You realize that. That if you meet 100 people and one or two of them are genuine and, and that one of them is close to your age and you have a lot of similar characteristics, yeah. of course they're going to try and grab that and hold on to it. Yeah. Are you being selfish by not giving back? No. It's just having balance. And if somebody's not old enough or grown enough to realize that, yeah. then, I mean, no, no. They're, they're at a loss. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about revenge? Revenge? Um, I used to be really spiteful. Same. Especially towards myself. If I've ever made a mistake or... What about towards your friends? Towards my friends? Like if you got, I've, if I've you always got, been the kind of person where I'd rather just like duke it out, shake hands, and then just yeah, and then just 
and I got that a lot from growing up with like my brothers and stuff. Yeah. But as far as friends go, like you really have to do me dirty. I've never really been fucked over by my friends too much in my life before. But I've also mm. been like very precautious about who I will let get close enough to me where you have enough ammo to fuck me over. Yeah. Because I could be good friends with somebody but then never have enough ammo to fuck me over. Yeah. Um, but I also try and give off the persona like I mean people are snakes. I get that. But I'm really <laughs> good I'm, I'm really good at like I'm picking up on like and watching from the outside looking in and seeing what somebody's doing. Genuine. Genuine. Um I feel like that's been a huge um like eye opener was just being able to tell when people are genuine and authentic. And I, I've realized that that is the quickest way for me not to like you is when you just seem fake. Well, you, I can tell a lot of superficial conversation. Like there's I mean, one... I talk to people all day, every single day. Yeah. Like I've gotten really good at telling somebody if they're just telling me what I want to hear or mm -hmm. if they actually genuinely want to gain something from the conversation. Because every time you have a conversation with somebody, even if it's something is, hey, what's up? Like, how's your day going? Like, you could ask that question two different ways. You yeah. can just say it because you feel like you have an obligation to ask somebody how somebody their day is mm -hmm. doing. Or you could genuinely, like, be like, hey, like, how's your day going today? Yeah, how often do you answer that question, honestly? Good. It's always going good. <laughs> I always say it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. I remember uh, one time when I was in the military, when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, one of the chaplains, he got on the bus for a shot, and I was up in the front, squad leader, and... Uh, <laughs> He's like, hey, guys, how are you guys doing today? And I was like, honestly, sir, I'm fucking hating life right now. It's raining outside. We have four shots to go. My uniform's fucked up. And he's just like, hmm, I really appreciate your honesty. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Well. well, no, but see, that's the difference in the conversation. Like when you answer it like that. See, the thing is. He asked. Like if I'm at work. I'm supposed to be a fucking motivator. Like mm. I'm not going to sit there and bring negativity into a conversation. No, I know. But if. I don't know, dude. Things have been going good for me lately. Yeah. So I haven't really been experiencing too much negative stuff. Um, no, me neither. I've been more. I've been, I think I've been more open to the world lately. I've been yeah. more open to the world and to what it has to bring to me. Like I've came to the revelation that like, I don't. I mean, knock on wood, but my toughest times are behind me. I'm starting to realize that. Yeah. Like if you really think about whatever's stressing you, out I now, think that yeah, I think and mine you put, too. And you put yourself in the shoes of where you were a few years ago, you're like, this isn't shit. Yeah. This is just. You are taking a situation now. Now your stress level may be, may be the same, yeah. but you're just taking a situation. Not me. I'm unemployed. You're taking you're taking a situation and you're putting yourself <laughs> just as stressed out as you were about something that you really shouldn't be that stressed out about it. It's just that's where your stress level works yeah. at. No, and there's such thing as good stress too, you know. So it's like, yeah, I I definitely do feel like the worst days are behind me as far as like. Knowing who I am, knowing where I want to be, knowing what I want to become. Like it's it's I remember being 20, 21 and just being like, What is my path? What where do I belong in this world? What do I want to become? And now I feel like it's it was I'm gonna say what's what's cool, it wasn't that I found my path. It's just that I realized that there is no path and that you can just take the whole world as it is. There is no path. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that's what I realized too. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I want to own a gym. I'm gonna own a gym. I want to have this nice car. I'm gonna have this nice car. I want to do a podcast. I want to do that. I want to be a gamer. I want to do. That. I can do whatever I want. That's that's well, been the eye opening. Well, like, so let's bring this out to the fans now for a sec. Like, this goes for anybody. And I'm not just saying this because we're Marine Corps veterans or anything like that. Anybody can do anything in this life. 
if you're willing to yeah, pursue it. Yeah, easy to say it. from a white male. Just fucking with you. Here we go. I had to, I had to throw that yeah. out. I had to throw okay. that out. <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 no. I get that. <laughs> no, it's a joke. I mean, granted, like, I'm never going to play in the NBA. No matter how hard I try, I'm not going to play in the NBA. I accepted that. All right, guys. <laughs> 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 Me too. All right. So there is some, some truth and some false to the statement. But the idea is here is that you, all of us, we live in a time where everything we want isn't literally the, the you know, the palm of our hands. Mm-hmm. Every opportunity we want, you know, if you want a new job, you just go look online. You know, you want a new path, whatever. But the thing is, one thing that's never going to change is comfort. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it was 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 20 years in the future. If you're comfortable in a situation, like, you're going to become more comfortable as long as you stay in that situation. So in order to want something, you have to be willing to this is how i always like give this this exam like when i'm working out somebody i'm like this is your circle this is your comfort zone and every single day you come in here you got to push yourself out a little bit further from that comfort zone next time so on and so forth and that circle continues to grow Mm -hmm. so where you started at is like just a very brief brief like moment in time but if you stay in that circle and you don't ever let it grow comfort circle that comfort circle then you're missing out on everything else and yeah. that's the only time you grow. Like, I'll tell you what, my most powerful days is when I fail. Those are the most powerful days because then I reflect. Yeah, you I, learn learned, I learned something. Mm-hmm. You can't look at a failure. If you fail at something, like, you have to take it and look at the perks to what you failed, why you failed, how you're not going to fail next time. Mm-hmm. You can't just beat yourself. And that's something I used to do for a long time is if I failed, I would just beat myself up over it instead of being like, all right, this is the weakness. This is what caused the problem. This is how I fix it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely a strong believer that anytime you get pushed out of your comfort zone, you grow as a person. But fuck, is it hard? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. Because everybody likes to stay with comfort-based decisions. But I guess I should give a little update too. Kind of going a little bit all over the place. Oh, yeah. So, wait. Let me do this for you real fast. Oh, okay. All right. So, a few weeks ago, I forget what episode it was. It was last time me and him were on here. And Ham gave this fucking half-hour mystical story about his life trying to figure <laughs> out his decisions. And nobody knew what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> well, he's going to tell you right now. So, here's the answer, guys. I'm unemployed, guys. <laughs> no, you can't start it like that. Oh, it can't? Well, right. explain, <laughs> explain the dynamic of the situation, where, right, where so, it was, and then now where we're going. All right, so going. obviously last year I was with Red Roof. I was selling hotel franchises, and good time, learned a lot with the company, but my heart was empty, and I felt like I was lacking fulfillment in my life. Uh, fitness was always a big thing for me, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to quit a good-paying job, and I'm going to pursue personal training. I ended up, instead of being a personal trainer, oh, I, I was a personal trainer, but it's more like, sales personal training so it's a little bit different um did that for two months and then you know my boss that used to be with red roof this my cat's out of the bag now if anybody listens to this from work um he approached me and he offered me a job to come work for a bigger and better company for hotels that would pay a hell of a lot more than what i made at red roof and so i chose to do that and so tomorrow I fly to D.C. to do my final interview. How do you feel? I feel like people could look at me like I'm being hypocritical. You are. You're a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same. All right. So this is this is at its core. I quit Red Roof because I lacked fulfillment and I felt like I wasn't doing what I was passionate about. 
there was times where I loved what I was doing at Red Roof, but majority of the time I was just upset and, and like sad with where I was. I'm hoping not all companies are the same, right? right. Working for Uber compared to working at Lyft is going to be different. Working for Google compared to working at Amazon is going to be different. Huge monster companies, but different leaderships. So I loved who my boss was when I first was hired with Red Roof, and now he's uh, he's at Choice. Uh, oh, just throwing names out there. Um, and I know like he was like my dad further as far as like mentorship and like business and things like that. So I feel pretty confident working underneath him so where I won't be upset or sad because he's always been like a real G to where I can like tell him how I feel at all times. I could just be open and honest with him. All right, so you didn't like what you are doing. You quit. You pursued something you're passionate about. But you're I don't want to give up on amid, personal training. Wait, in, the midst, in the midst of doing something that you were passionate about, was it everything you thought it was going to be? I feel like I didn't get the full taste. Okay, so... Well, you know what I mean? The thing was, I mean, I, I mean, because I, I was there, well, with you or watching from the outside looking in, like you had one fo- one foot in the door and one foot out. I mean, the whole entire time. Yeah, pretty much. Which, which it's really tough to grow. So any situation, you yeah, within have, like the when first, you're trying to when you're this just like as a general population, if you're trying to pursue something and you want to be successful, you can't have one foot in the door and one foot out because. You got to make a decision. That's because you're going to miss the little things. You're going to miss the important little things. That's going to hold you back. So whatever you are doing, you have to fully commit. And I know you were pretty hard on yourself trying to make this decision. Um, But like you said, it's kind of like you want to put this – you want to like put everything else into perspective where it's like the training thing is not out the window. No. You're you're giving something another shot. Now, I I mean I'll be honest. I'm curious to see how this is going to go for you. Yeah, me too. Because it could go really well for you, but I've also been in a situation too before where I've worked one thing and I thought I missed it and I went back to it. And then once you get back, you're like, fuck, I forgot about all yeah. this other shit. I, here's the thing. I have not peaked yet. And with Red Roof, I was two years there and I never peaked. Like I know I'm capable of greatness. Like I just know it. And, you know, like in the Marines, like when I got meritorious promoted, I felt like I achieved something, you know. And when I was with LA Fitness, it was like I never got the opportunity to fully invest myself to peak. And now I, I just waiting for that moment where it's like Jacob Ham is a shit hot motherfucker, you know. That's And that's what I'm looking forward to because I know I can peak and hit some fucking like – well, not peak, but you know what I mean. Like I feel like t- – peak dude use a hundred percent of my like devotion to like do something you know and i think i might be able to do it this year like where it's like holy fuck and that's what i'm trying to do because i feel like i've always like like you said like half foot in foot out all the time and i feel like we've been doing the podcast now long enough to where we know how to balance this while while doing other things too and i think like going back, I'm I have, a, I have a really good shot of like just killing it. That's my goal, at least. So I want to own an R8 by the end of the year. So, <laughs> so I mean, I'll be real with you. Like, I mean, you're one of my boys, like cold-hearted and wholehearted. Um, if I thought it was a bad decision, I would have told you. Yeah. I just hope 
that what you want to be because I, I understand you have a longing that you're trying to fill right now yeah you have a longing like I'm, I'm starting to fill my longing I'm starting to find my way I'm starting to dig my path and it feels good and I want you to feel the same thing mm-hmm. um, because we're always going to want more yeah I, we're always going to want more but the way that you get more is putting yourself in a position that you can have more yeah you know you, if, you, if you're sitting in a position and the ceiling's only eight feet high, you have to go – eventually you're going to get eight feet high. You need, to, you need to go to a bigger room. Yeah. It's like being a big fish in a little pond sort of thing. Um, you know, I'm excited for you. And the way I look at it is the worst thing that's going to happen is you're not going to have any regrets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know what like – I mean, yeah. I mean, just – I'm going to make money, so I don't know. Well, I mean, I love business. I love numbers. And I, right. I, I love that shit. I really do. You don't got to convince me, You know, bro. You don't got to convince I know, me, dude. I know. I know. I know. It is a little nervous, though. You're nervous? What are you nervous about? It's your chance to get off the chest. You got a big interview tomorrow? Yeah. What are you nervous about? You don't think they're going to like you? No, they will. Look at this face. What are they? What, wait, let me, let's, let's have a little practice interview question. Mm-hmm. What's your flaws? My flaws? Yeah. I think my flaws is also my greatest strength. What are your and flaws? And I would say my greatest flaw would be my pride to the point where it it drives me to do amazing things and it makes me, you know, represent who I am and it also brings on a reputation for the company I work for, my parents. So every time I do anything with my name tied to it, it also represents Choice Hotels. And that's what I'd go with that kind of pitch. But All right. It's also my greatest weakness also, too, because of over-criticism to the point where when I do make a mistake, I stab myself in the back hard as okay. fuck. So with that being said, you're about to close one of the biggest deals in company history, and you have to we do it play. at this time and at this time and date. You have, you have to do it at this time and date. It's locked in. You just you have to do it then. Yeah. But one of your best friends is also getting married, and you're supposed to be the best man at his Oof. wedding. Where are you going to go? <laughs> Deal falls off. You go to the wedding. Who's getting married? Jim. Jim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How big of a deal are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like a big deal? No, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get you mind. I, mean, like I, I wouldn't want you to be stuck in an ultimatum like that. Um, I would figure it out. No, I know you would figure it out. I mean, people. <laughs> people are realistic and understanding at times. Like, I'm say if you're a bro, just, like if you're a broker, like a like a hotel broker. I mean, that could be like a two hundred to three hundred grand payout. And I would tell my friend, like, if I was getting married, I'd be like, "Yo, go close that deal." <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I I would, I would understand that. Um, it just depends on the deal. Other factors, I don't know. So. Now we've talked about like a lot about like love and relationships and shit like over for a while. Yeah. So now, I guess over the past few months, I like gotta you've, stop. You've had more of a ch- you had more of a chance to be here more prevalent, kind of build relationships or see people more because you weren't traveling as much and yeah. stuff. So now you're going back into the traveling world. I, I'm gonna miss talking to people because I feel like, from what I've took these like just three months, is that this sounds selfish, but like people like me. No, you'd be surprised. I'm just saying. I think people like me. Yeah, I mean, I've I've starting to realize it too, and like, and I don't want to say it in a cons- complacent way. And I think there's a way to 
to to to gauge it and be understand when people because it happens consistently where people like you've been in a situation where somebody continues to talk to you and talk to you and talk to yeah. you um, without effort um, or they'll go out of their way to say hi to you or whatever the case yeah. may be um, they're not doing it because they're trying to get brownie points they're doing it because they genuinely like talking to you like you have something to bring yeah. to the table and I'm not saying everybody's gonna like you or everybody's gonna like me but it is a good feeling and it raises your confidence because when I feel that way and I meet a complete stranger I feel like there's a gift that I can give to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, I can enlighten that person. Yeah, I can make and that's that person that's what I'm gonna better. miss. I feel like I'm gonna miss that because it's well, so- are you? Or do you have to miss that though? Uh, because look, even when you walk into a gas station and go buy a damn drink or something like that, the person at the front desk make them crack a smile. Yeah, I know, but it's like, you know but like building like an actual relationships. But this also ties back into what I was saying in the beginning. <laughs> well, dude. I mean, we're we're still young where it's like you can be selfish right now. Be selfish as you fucking want. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I got your fucking back. You know, your family's got your back. And you don't want the shit to slow you down right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying a relationship would slow you down. I mean, if you had a fucking, I didn't look you, for a relationship. You a, I'm saying if you had a good if you had a good team, good uh good team effort. I think that's what I'm starting to realize. I I've had this stigma created in my whole head this time that there's that if you're in a relationship, it's going to slow you down. I'm sure you're going to have to divvy up your time a little bit differently. But if you're in a relationship... Where it's a team. And that person actually pushes you. Yeah. Like that person cares about pushing you to get to your goals. And you care about pushing them to get to your goals. More so than you care about, um, you know, isolating that person from the rest of the world, I guess you can say. Yeah. Then, or your actual time with that person. Yeah then that's where the success comes from. Because then it's like when, what was homeboy's name that we had on here last Paraphenic. week? Paraphenic. Yeah. Like, yo, ride or die. Yeah. Like, I'd be saying this shit, whenever I'd be talking about relationships to anybody random, I'm like, you when I can find a girl that I can just kick it with, like I kill a chick it with, or kill with, or, uh, holy shit, bud. <laughs> <laughs> again. No, I know what you when mean. When I kick it, like, like when I was just chilling on the couch or just smoking some ganj, just hanging out, like yeah. watching some TV, laughing, joking, mm-hmm. like not hanging out, like fuck, I have to hang out with this person, like. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So Dude, then, what do people think about these kind of girls? Never mind. But yeah, I totally know what you mean because. Like <laughs> I don't know. I like, dude. I need to stop watching these fucking Korean dramas, dude. I get so sucked Yo, into this like sappy feel, romance. You, yeah, I so say, do you? Okay, so me and him, me and him, <laughs> we went on like this stent probably like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, where we kept watching all these fucking love, like not like love love movies, but like <laughs> like 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 uh, romantic comedies and shit like that. Yeah. And I forgot what the end of one movie was. I was like, dude, we got to stop fucking watching these. I felt myself getting softer. I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Movie. I was like, it's all the cringe. The yeah. cringe and like you're just like I want my boy to find love. Yeah, I want my boy. You're gonna, you're gonna make it blue. <laughs> I like, and then, yeah, yeah, dude. It's like deep down I still am a hopeless romantic, but I know every single girl I know doesn't think I am. I think we're. Just, <laughs> I think. I think, what, well, what I'm doing personally is I'm just starting to allow, allow myself to give up more of myself little by little. To everybody, not just specific people I'm trying to get close to. Yeah. Because we we like to neglect our flaws instead of embrace them. Yeah. We're not perfect. That's why it was so important on last week's episode when we talked about putting yourself out there. 
you know, and like genuinely like, putting yourself out there and if somebody to be vulnerable. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't agree with you, that's fine. That is absolutely okay. But you left it on the table. So you're, but good. you left it on the table. And if that person doesn't agree with you or doesn't see eye to eye with you in a situation, one doesn't mean you can't talk it out. And two, if you guys don't talk it out, whatever the case may be, you left it all out there. Yeah. So it's kind of like when you're playing sports or whatever, and they're like, give a hundred percent or whatever. If you give a hundred percent to whatever you're doing, Nobody can take that away from you. Yeah, I want it doesn't to, matter what you're doing. If you put your maximum effort in as Jacob Ham or I put mine yeah. in as a Patrick Solomon, and shit doesn't work out, sure you might be a little sad or disappointed, whatever the case may be. But mm. at the end of the day, if you've done everything that you can, what else can you ask from yourself? Yeah, I want. I feel like what I I feel like what would make me grow a lot, as weird as this is, but I would love. If I could build up the nerve to do an open mic and sing three songs, I feel like that would make me grow in, Yo, in an incredible you, way. I know when he started singing. You know that, right? So, a little backtrack story. So our boy Travis, our third roommate, he's getting ready to leave to go to us, teach English in South Korea. So his parents were here. Um, his, his mom and his stepdad were here a few weeks ago. And anyways, me and Ham were sitting on the couch one day, and I, I know you had some time with yourself, and you were talking about singing and stuff. Yeah. And he came in, uh, his stepdad, and he was talking to us, and he said that, you know, he plays and, and he sings. And you were like, yeah, I've always been, like, skeptical about singing. Like, I've always played. And he said. I'm insecure. He said, he said, you know what I said? And I wish I did a long time ago. He said, fuck it. And I <laughs> singing. And I don't think you realize, I don't know if you realize this, but I'm, from the outside looking in, I pay attention to this kind of shit. Yeah. You've one been singing a lot more, and two, you've actually been posting it online. Yeah, because and that little push—that's all it took, bro. It took somebody else of an elderly age to tell you yeah. that it doesn't fucking matter. No longer you wait; it's not going to change how good you can sing. It's just going to make you worse and hold you back from your potential. Yeah, no, I know, and it was a great feeling once it, like you get it out there, right? Because you don't like. I mean, it would have been bad if everybody was just like, you fucking suck. <laughs> that would have sucked. sucked. Give it up, bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, delete. <laughs> Try again. Never doing that again. I mean, even this, though, dude. Like, if you really think. Oh, about dude, we had some hardship with this fucking podcast. Yeah, well, think about it, though. Like, Holy you come fuck. in here for an hour. We come in here for an hour. And I'll be real with you guys. We don't ever discuss what we talk about before we come on the podcast. Like, we sit our asses down and we just start talking. <laughs> Every time. And we make it an hour every single time. Sure, there's some some gray spots in the areas or whatever the case yeah. may be or some stuff that doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, we're putting ourselves out there. Like, this is the genuine Pat, the genuine Jacob. Like, there's no fakeness going on. No. And I talk like this. This makes – but this also makes it a lot easier to – Talk in person. To talk to other people. Oh, yeah. To, to, to understand relations and stuff like that. Like, when me and you ever get in, like, arguments or whatever the case may be, like, it's few and far between – but when we do, it's usually because one of us has the best interest for the other person. The other person is just being too stubborn to accept that. Yeah, usually. Rip. Rip, rip, rip. <laughs> rip. Yeah, real quick, shout out to Chris Healy and Putacanta. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. I, I think I like the whole raw. And I know people have said that maybe we should have some more structure. And, and like I've thought about it. But at the same time, I love just coming in here raw as fuck. Because it's like, I feel like you can't get any more genuine and authentic with just being like, all right, mic's on, baby. Say what you got to say. And you're like, oh, fuck. I got to talk for an hour. 
So, where are we at in time, matter of fact? Ten minutes. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I actually... <laughs> What do you want to talk about now? See, this is one of those episodes where we're, you know, we're, we're yeah, definitely spitballing. Yeah, I mean, we might not go a full hour, but we'll, we'll see. We're, we're about 32 minutes in right now. Oh, wow. Um, well, we got some time to burn, buddy. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say we might not go a full hour. <laughs> <laughs> we got some time to burn. Any new hobbies you've been working on? Um, I'm just working on Anything for the world to update. update. Give little life updates, bro. Little love, life updates. Yeah, little life update. All right. So, obviously, we You got a girl pregnant. No. So, we... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even had sex with anybody in like a year or so. Chill the fuck out. All right. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. All right. But... No, all right. So I like I'm what I liked referring back to that last episode we had in 2017 before claiming a 2K18 takeover and how things were. You know, we were anticipating a lot of stuff. We went home to Jersey, came back, started a new job. We're pursuing the fitness thing. Obviously, you're you veered a little right. You're going back to the hotels. Not an issue with that. But in the midst of it, I am totally 100% embracing and doing everything that I said I would do. Everybody. Yeah. The only thing we're not doing as much as I would like to is post more on social media. Right, right. But on on a on a on a on a self level and on a professional level, I am taking fucking leaps and bounds. Yeah. Because I continuously push myself outside of my comfort zone and the biggest thing this year that's changed about me is my life has become a day by day process. Mm-hmm. And nothing more and nothing less. Yeah. Like today I woke up, all right, this is what's going on. I'm going to put my best foot forward. Like, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. You have to keep continuing to move forward. So we keep talking. Okay, you're, I'm 24, 25. Like, sometimes some people are like, oh, you're really young. Other people will be like, oh, you're, you know, you're, or we'll say to ourselves, like, we're getting older, whatever the case may yeah. be. But I feel like, I feel, one, I feel young. I feel like I'm in my youth right now. And I'm Same. very happy with the motivation I've naturally been able to develop and yeah. the way I've been able to push myself. And I've also learned to not be selfish in the sense that when I need help or I need a, a little extra motivation, I'll call people. I'll reach out to my mom and be like, yo, this is what's going on. Like, yeah. you know, help me get out of the slump or my boss or you or my brothers. Like, use use the people that are that, – that circle that we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Use mm-hmm. those people that have the best interest in, for you because – there's stuff like I know when I have questions and I can't think something, if I ask you, you're going to give me a different perspective or you may have the same perspective of me, but from the outside looking in, be able to Hear put it. it out there clearer and be able to listen to it. Yeah. Cause um, we have word things. I mean, your language is like, it's, it's, it's an abstract thing. So it actually like controls how you think. And if you think about it, like the actual, like human language is not very fucking practical because it does limit the way of you think. So just hearing how other people word, things differently because they're speaking in their own uh versions of words or you know like how they talk which you could say it's like a different language is going to bring a different perspective you know like i i wish i knew other languages but i can only imagine like hearing a story in japanese compared to hearing it in english it feels different watching veronica listening to it in spanish compared to whether if that was in english it probably would have been shit yeah that's which by the way yeah which, by the way, wait, just yeah. So Veronica went down to one of the claimed to be one of the scariest movies of all times. You can check it out on Netflix. They can suck my dick. Um, it's not the scariest movie of all time, but you do have a good point because, and I think this ties a lot into intent. 
So we watched a movie. It's supposed to be one of the scariest movies of all time, but it was it was in Brazil, so it was in Spanish, and that made the movie scarier because the dialect. We you you hear the words, but you don't know what they are because you're reading them on the bottom. Yeah. But you can hear the intent, the yeah. way the dialect, the way they're saying things. That's yeah. what made it scarier. That's why, like, if so, I watch so, anime, so wait, you know, so so when you were at the beginning of the episode, or when I was making a post, say we're doing the episode, it's like, hey, what's up, guys? Episode forty, blah blah. Yeah. Versus like, hey, what's up, guys? It's episode forty. Yeah. Come check it out. Like, two different energy levels. You're both of those are going to make you feel two different ways. Yeah. I need uh, – so always going to be like a constant reminder to make sure I use fluctuation to make people listen better. Um, get, in, get in real close. Uh, yeah. Get, see, that's the you thing. You know who is really so good at that? I, I'm Like my thing – my biggest thing, dude, is I'm – so what my job, it's a very – it's an emotional sale. Like you have to build emotion. Yeah, connect. It. So how do you build emotion behind a sale behind, be, or behind a stranger that you just met? You have to – be able to, and this has been a very big growing point for me, you have to be able to embrace your own emotions, your own weaknesses, your own imbalances, and be able to relate. Yeah. If somebody comes in and they're real self-conscious about this or that, find common ground. That's the most important thing. You're meeting somebody new, you have indifferences, yeah. whatever the case might be, find some common ground with that person. Because that's what it really comes down to. Like, oh, you're from Jersey? I'm from Jersey. Like instant common ground you've already built that trust with somebody because everything's yeah. built around trust there's so many fake people in this world that if you're not willing to put yourself out there to at least find what's fake and what's real then you're never going to know everything's going to be artificial yeah. to you and made up in your mind so continuously put yourself out there and try different stuff every single day and explore your mind that's why I like when we go on to like the podcast and we talk to guests I always try to like either say a personal story from myself or from you or from yours before like we ask them to give an example to let them know that's like I've been there so be feel comfortable saying whatever you're about to say because I know what it's like because yeah wow we just jumped around a lot because I remember I wanted to say something about anime but well you asked me about like this well like the update on me and stuff so um that's really what it what it comes down to is I've just been on this fucking wild journey of exploring my own mind. Yeah. And I mean, I've definitely had my fair share of bad days, but I think my percentage of good days have been a lot higher than they yeah. than, than they were um, in the past few years for me. Yeah. I'm just ready to get in a routine. I feel like it's three months into this year already, and I like I've yeah. been all over the fuck. I can't wait to just be in a routine. Well, the thing was, dude. Like, like I said, you're. <sighs> I gotta you're, stop you're, drinking. You're, dude. A lot of shits. No, so I'm actually proud of myself. Fuck you. Anyways, I'm proud of myself. We, went out, last, we went out last night. And, Same patties. And usually I'm the guy that gets like obliterated and disappears. And then Nigga, you slept till 3 p.m. Yeah, well, listen. Like, <laughs> but um, I, I mean, I was basically up until 7 o'clock this morning. But regardless. Um, it's a 12-hour fucking binge. I mean, that's but it's like being awake for basically 24 hours. I was awake for 24 hours. That's why he, you know, he comes he comes into the room at my room at two o'clock. He's like, "Dude, are you right?" <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, like the door was locked, and I was seriously, I was sitting there. I was like, "I've knocked on that door multiple times, and I haven't heard him." I was like, "Maybe this motherfucker just killed himself." <laughs> I was like, "This guy just hung yeah." Himself. Between you and Travis, bro, you guys always be thinking I'm dead in my bed. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, when I did that Facebook status, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Damn, actually, that's that's kind of like I don't really want to talk about this, but I will bring it up because you're a scumbag and you put it out there. <laughs> um, so I left my, my Facebook. It's not really a fucking joking matter, but 
<laughs> I'm laughing. We put my I left I opened my Facebook the other day. I went to a basketball game. We had to print tickets off the computer. Um, but I left my Facebook open on Ham's computer and he put my Facebook status was I don't I don't, I don't like myself anymore. Was that what it said? Yeah. I don't like myself anymore. And obviously there's a big thing with, you know, the twenty two veterans killing themselves every day and suicide yeah. and stuff. So and I don't pay attention to my phone for like next two or three hours. I'm at a fucking NBA game. Like, <laughs> so I open my Facebook to this, and there's cell phones numbers posted. There's people that are inbox messaging me, like other veterans and stuff. So like one on one on one aspect of it, I'm like, damn, this kid's a fucking asshole. Because this <laughs> yeah. isn't something you shouldn't be joking around about. Yeah, like, well, obviously that wasn't no, what no, I had no, in my no, mind. No, I, no, I got you. But on the other end of the spectrum. Within that, that short period of time, how many people actually reached out and wanted to genuinely help yeah. you it makes you realize, like, you know, and that's even what I said. I, I, of course, I deleted the status, but before I, I did that, I wanted everybody to see that did come. And I said, you know, Ham's an asshole, but <laughs> I really do appreciate the support for, for, you know, people being able to reach out and stuff like that. And that's the thing. A lot of us think we're, so let's talk about the first, when you find yourself feeling alone and stuff, you're really not. It's just a matter of putting yourself out there and willing to reach out to other people and open up because people are willing to listen. Yeah. And the way that you create stigma in your own head and how people are going to react is not very true most of the time. Mm -hmm. It's the way that you would handle the situation. For instance, you get in somebody's car that's dirty. Let's just say you're going to get ready to get in somebody's car that's dirty. They're like, hold on, let me clean my car. Let me put my stuff in the back, blah, blah, blah. So they clean our car and they they clean the car out and they're like real self-conscious about it or whatever. Like, sorry, my car is dirty. Yeah, that's me. And I'm wait, and and then you turn around and you say, "Well, if you got in my car and my car was dirty, would you would you judge me, even though that your car is dirty?" Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for you to answer the question. Depending on how dirty it was. But okay, so if I know what you if mean. Was, the idea is that we are embarrassed of our own flaws, but if we see it through, if if somebody else has the same exact problem, yeah. Like you're gonna look for a solution. Well, dude, this is one thing. Like, here's a good, here's an example. that's kind of funny. Like, so, like, I don't like if I if there's a girl over here, I don't want them knowing I'm like I'm taking a shit. You know. Okay. So it's like obviously though, if you're in the bathroom longer than you know like two minutes, he's like you're shitting, right? <laughs> or you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like I was like <laughs> the other day, this girl's here, and I was just like. Man, my fucking stomach is not happy right now. Like I'm yeah, gassy dude, as fuck. Yeah, did. You did say I was sitting there. You said I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of caught off guard by it. <laughs> yeah. But I also was like, good for you. Yeah, dude. Because I didn't want to hide it. Good I didn't like. You. I didn't want to put myself in a position where I was like, my stomach hurts. And I don't want him to be like, yo, this guy's taking a shit. I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna be like, yo, I'm taking a shit, and I don't feel good. It's well, it's funny because because she that, shits. That's, she well, shits. That's that's a comfort zone. That's a comfort zone. Like, see, like that is something that I'm always trying to come over because I've always been self conscious about like farting or pooping. Oh yeah, I still don't want. I'm not gonna fart around a girl. And <laughs> but that's <laughs> pooping. But that's that's but that's the other end of the spectrum. It's like by you doing that now, if the girl has to do it, like now everybody's more comfortable versus yeah. two both parties being self conscious about it. Nobody has to be self conscious about it now. Yeah. Cause I just want to be like, why the fuck would you spend energy 
being worried about something that everybody fucking does. Yeah. Because something you've created judgmental in your own fucking mind. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, at the end of the day, she, what, she thinks I'm pooping and that's gross. I'm like, yo, this bitch poops. Yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to say it because I'm not trying to like, what, like, I had, cause I had to go, I had to go like multiple times, dude. Like I went and I came back and I had to go again, dude. Just want to let him know. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm shitting. So yeah. don't go in the back. You know, honestly, I first learned that from when I was 14 years old, my friend, Chad, uh, he came out of the bathroom. This girl was like, oh my gosh, did you just go poop in there? He's like, yeah. And I remember ever since that day when he was just like, yeah, I was like, you know what? Why be embarrassed about pooping? But well, I still like, get embarrassed. Sometimes. There's this guy that was, uh, there's this no older fame. gentleman that works at our gym and his wife's sick and he takes care of her and stuff. Yeah. And he was, he hadn't been in the gym for a few weeks. So I just saw him the other day. I was talking to him, and he. Uh, I asked him where he been. He, you know, he had some stuff going on or whatever the case may be. And I asked him how his wife was doing, and he just goes into this rant. He's like, he's like, she's doing good. She's. I change her diaper like three or four times a day. Like, <laughs> always changing shit. Like open as fuck about it. Didn't care. He's like, I just do what I got to do. I don't, you know, yeah. like, I think that's something I'm starting to learn. Whatever situation you have, good or bad. It's better just to embrace it than just try and fucking fight it. Yeah. Just embrace whatever's happening because it's happening anyways. Well, and it's just like, why why stress out over that? Like, I was talking to this girl at work, and I was like, like, she has to be completely ready, like, at all times. Like, super conscious about her image. I'm just like, you're missing out on life if you're always worried about it. Well, that's like saying that you have to stay in this box right here. And everything's outside of this box, but you have to stay in this box, and you can yeah, only you're grow, limiting. You yourself. can only grow this big. You can only grow this big. You gotta jump. You gotta jump. Because <laughs> <laughs> you limit yourself. God. But it's still fucking hard. Like I try, but I still, you know, you, you get to that point where it's like, oh, am I get? Oh, I know what I say, but am I gonna walk the walk or just talk the talk? Oh, you know. Yeah. It's definitely not. It's definitely easier to be said. But I feel like we're making strides, though. Yeah, I know. Just, just keep on pushing forward. And, like, <clears throat> regardless, like, of course, I want this shit to blow up, the podcast. But now, for me, like, sitting here on a Sunday afternoon talking to you for this hour, it's – what it does for me is it allows me, one, to get anything off of my chest that I've been carrying with me. Oh, yes. Therapy is fucking finest. Two, it's – uh. It's setting me up for success because everything I've talked about and you've said or you've initiated, like, it's something that's crossed your mind at some point in time. Yeah. And you're just reiterating it now to the rest of the world. No, honestly, I feel better right now than I did before I started this podcast. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm actually ready to go to the gym. Like, before I wasn't feeling it. Now I'm like, fucking move some weight. You want to wrap this thing up soon? Yeah, what are we're, we we're about 50 minutes. All right. Wow, nice. We yeah, pumped we, some we, stuff yeah, out. We, yeah, we nice had right. a nice little rant at the end. Any shout-outs that we got to give? Um, I want to give a shout-out to Ken. I haven't seen Ken in a few weeks over at the gym. I know he's moving to new houses and stuff. Um, come see me this week. I want one of your pep talks. Also, shout-out to Austin Yarbrough. He's been doing good things. Shout-out to Jeff Cuts, two Ts. He's my boy. Shout-out to Jeff Koss. He's also doing some things. Shout-out. That's about it. And... Next week, stay tuned. I'm not exactly sure who the guest is going to be. Um, we may have a little 4P going on. Uh, my, Rudy will be here, my younger brother, so we might bring him back on. 
Um, that's gonna be a shit show episode, the guys. Just yeah. if you don't like cussing and you don't like profanity or anything offensive, don't watch that episode. But if you do like those ones, come on in. Yeah, come it's on a, in. It's gonna be one of those. <laughs> but uh, dude, this is fun. Yeah. I'm. Uh, oh, and we we still gonna have that one guest too, Keto. Oh, so uh, Kayane, that's uh, I saw him actually yesterday. Great guy. He's gonna probably be coming on the beginning of April. I would. I would. I'll give you. I'm gonna really try and hype that episode up and like make a standard date. But my man, uh, he's very smart, very genuine. He was. Uh, he went through Navy SEAL buds training. He. Uh, he's. He's been around the block. He's went to school for philosophy. He's got a very good understanding of the human mind, and human nature. Yeah. Um, and I think it just for the few times I've had conversations with him, I've always learned something about myself just yeah. because of the stuff that he knows. That'd be good. Um. And I think it could be a real genuine episode for everybody. So that's uh, that's gonna be like our highlight episode for probably over the next few weeks. Um, so I'll, I'll start hyping that up soon. I'm actually, I'm actually oh, gonna and what's your name? Oh, and oh, oh, of course, and uh, Tara Foster or uh, uh, that crazy keto girl. You can check her out. Great girl. I worked her out at the gym. She started off. Um, she was about four hundred and seventy-seven pounds. She's down to about three fifty now. And I was just straight from the keto diet. Now she's starting to get into the gym. Um, she's got a lot of great followers. Uh, and she's really she's the one. She stepped out of her comfort zone. Very inspiring to me. She stepped out of her comfort zone because most people are very self-conscious that are that weight to ever go into a gym. Yeah. And now she's got all these followers and stuff. Um, and she's motivating people. Like you don't have to be uh, like in the best shape in the world to motivate people. All you have to do is want to better yourself. Yeah. And other people will follow. I promise. Yeah. True. All right. Let's wrap this up. Episode 40. Life as we know of podcast, Instagram, YouTube. It's kind of not really, but fucking Twitter, (laughs) uh, iTunes, Google play, like subscribe, share, Go to the Facebook page, share, sure. talk with us. I want to interact. I want to interact. Yeah, talk some shit. Fire us up. Interact. All right, I'm gonna go stop this shit. All right, later. Deuce, deuce. Uh, that was actually not bad for.